Welcome, you're listening to Nudity, a podcast where we get naked with our feelings while drinking tea. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Wendy. And in this podcast, we talk about adult life, sex, food, a lot of things. Sometimes we have special guests. The, this series is focused on sex talks with our parents and sex ed in general. And this is part three of our four-part series in which we interviewed our moms to talk about their perspective on sex ed, if they remember the sex ed that they gave us, and maybe a little bit about how they got their sex ed. So we'll start with Wendy's mother, mm-hmm. and then the second part will be my mother. <laughs> okay, enjoy! for those of you who don't speak Chinese, means baby, precious baby, right? I think so. Something like that. There's like baby in English. Yeah. It sounds pretty similar, actually. I always call you baby, right? Mm -hmm. Except for when you're angry. I can't change that. Yeah, when I'm angry, (laughs) how I call you? Remember? (laughs) No, that's when you're playing around. (laughs) Okay, Okay, what's the question for me today? So first, we have to talk about what tea we're drinking. Ah, what we are drinking today is grandma's tea. Grandma tea. Yes. My grandma grew, she she grew this herself. Oh, yeah. She went to the mountains and dig holes and put some trees down there. And three years later, we have... Our own little tea plantation. Yes. But those... only frond by grandma. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she picked these herself. She dried them herself as well. Yes, everything. Oh. What year was this tea from? Was mm, this... this is from last year. 2017? Yeah. The oh. newer, the better. The smell, you can smell. It's nice. really, really nice. Yeah. Yes. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today, I already told you, but we're going to be talking... Um, about sexual education with our parents so parents giving us the sex talk as well as a little bit of your opinion on what sex ed in schools should be like right mm-hmm. okay so first let's start off with did you get sexual education when you were younger nothing <laughs> nothing yeah. why why is that I think it's the traditional Chinese culture. Nobody will talk about that. Mm-hmm. No matter in what age, no matter who. Mm-hmm. If you talk about that, people will think, oh, this guy is dirty. Dirty. Yeah, he has dirty ideas. Yeah. Shameful, right? Yeah, Everyone yeah. thinks you're a pervert as soon as you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. and no one will play with you anymore. Oh. <laughs> but then, okay, so... When you grew up, how did you how did you know what to do then? Still nothing. Still nothing. No yeah. school. No, the schools didn't teach you anything. Either, no. Right? If any teacher dared to talk about sex in school, you will get fired. <laughs> fired immediately. A hundred percent. I tell you. <laughs> so then, okay. If you because you guys didn't have access to the internet like we do, how did you? If you did, you ever have any questions you wanted to ask? We have no time to think about that, <laughs> I tell you. Because uh, first of all, it's dirty and we block our mind to think about that. Secondly, we were very busy to prepare for the university exams. You know, mm-hmm. it's very hard. Mm-hmm. 
in my year, it's only one person can be accepted over a mm-hmm. hundred. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't. So have you were time. just studying. <laughs> yes, yeah, study, okay. study. So, but then when you got to university, when you were dating people, did it come up then? Like, what did you? How did you know what was going on? Actually, we still. No, still yeah, still know Even nothing about that. No we want we wanted to know, but it's yes. it's embarrassed to ask mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. and still embarrassed to talk about that with anybody. Did you have a boyfriend? Uh, Did you talk about it? With in your... my third, only in my third year in the university, I had a boyfriend, and that that's a very interesting story happened to me. Do you want to? Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> it did what happen. Happened. Yeah, and then after that, you will say, oh, how stupid my mom is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. But. Yeah, we were, we were big friends a few, maybe a few months. And for the first time, he came to my dormitory, and nobody was there at that time, only two of us. Mm-hmm. He tried to kiss me. <laughs> And so scandalous. Yeah, and he hugged me. <laughs> After that, I always think, oh, I did very, very bad thing already. Mm-hmm. A girl should not do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what in my mind. Uh, sometimes later, one day I felt that I was not very comfortable and a little bit Nauseous. Nauseous, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, did I get a baby in my stomach already by that kiss? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no answer, and I kept worrying, worrying, worrying. How long uh, did you worry for? I can't remember, but a long time, I tell you. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, there's my stomach isn't getting bigger. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Oh my god! It should last at least three months until I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, before when that. When you got your period again, you probably were okay, right? Oh, we even didn't know when you had a baby in your stomach, you won't have period. So you really knew. So grandma and grandpa never nope. taught you any. Nobody talked about that. We knew nothing about that. Even we wanted to know something about that there's no tv no radio no recorders mm-hmm. nothing there's books in the bookstore mm-hmm. but we didn't have money to buy any books at that time mm-hmm. so that's just our mind about those <laughs> think mm-hmm. it's totally blank mm-hmm. <laughs> <Think>. yeah <laughs> I, even now i am you can't you can't talk I'm about so, it comfortably <laughs> i'm so sorry i still don't want to talk about <laughs> Mom, say it with me. Sex. Uh-huh. Sex. Uh-huh. It's just sex. S? S. Okay. E-X. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about S. Uh-huh. We're talking about the S word. Okay, okay. The that, S word. Yeah, it's, okay. it's accepted. Okay, so you didn't know anything when you were going through puberty in your teens. You didn't know anything when you got to university when you had a boyfriend. So then what happened when you got married? What happened? A lot of things happened. (laughs) 
tell me about some of them. You tell you something about that. It's so crazy, and we didn't know what to do. We wanted to, uh-huh, but we didn't know how to, uh-huh. And then three months later, I felt a little bit. Uh, Did you feel un- nauseous un- again? <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel nauseous again? I can't remember what brought me to the hospital at that time. The doctor was a girl, very young girl. She said, "Did you tell me you are married?" I said, "Yes." How long? I said, maybe almost half a year or several months. Mm-hmm. She said, oh my gosh, you didn't do any huh-huh? I said, did we she did. say huh-huh? No. <laughs> what she, did she, she say? Did, she did say uh and <laughs> I just can. <laughs> I said, yes, we did. Uh, how many times? I, several times. But we just fail again and again. And then she said, you are still a virgin? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys did an uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the uh-huh didn't work. No. <laughs> because um, because we... That means dad also, he wouldn't have learned anything from his parents or anyone either. No, he's worse than me even. So then after the doctor told you, you guys, obviously I'm here. So you guys managed to, huh? Uh, Then we still knew nothing. We just, maybe uh, two or three years later, we are better in uh uh-huh. Okay. It so took, it a, took long a, time, yeah. it took <laughs> a long time, yeah. Took a long time to learn a hop by ourselves, you know. <laughs> and I and I know and I know this happened because when I was learning about Chinese history, it was that period of time where it was very taboo to talk about sex. So I just I knew that you guys hadn't learned about it from anyone because no one talked about it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think it yeah, it's very culturally related. That's right. Do you remember having a sex talk with me? Or, sorry, an uh-huh talk with me? Only last year, I think. (laughs) Right? No, you bought, you borrowed a book from the library for me when I was in elementary school. I think it must have been grade seven or eight when you borrowed a book from the library. Did I? You did. I could My childhood friend Lauren and I read it together in the basement. What a great mom I was! (laughs) Why? Okay, you borrowed a book for us. Was that because you didn't feel comfortable talking to us or talking to me about it? Maybe. Like why? Yeah. You yeah. don't remember talking to me about it when I was young, right? No. 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 Did you, you remember? Thought, no, I only remember the book. Yeah. The book was very helpful, though. It was yeah. a good book. Yeah. And then later on in school, I, because I went to a Catholic high school, sexual mm-hmm. education was very different. Right? Because mm-hmm. in Catholicism, sex before marriage is very bad. <laughs> so basically, they tried to scare us out of having sex. That's all the right. Time. Yeah. That's right. I love that school. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, but then last year, we had a sex talk last year. You remember that one, right? Oh, because you had a boyfriend, and I worry about that so much. So <laughs> I have to say that, uh huh, with you. <laughs> 
you had to have the uh uh-huh talk with me. Yeah. But that was a very positive sex talk. There was no shame. There was no misunderstanding. You just wanted to talk to me as a friend. You wanted to make sure that we were okay. So you are happy Mm -hmm. I did that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I am a great mom now. Now, now, now that you've actually had the uh huh talk with us, with <laughs> but me. but I still say uh huh. I can't say uh huh. I remember when we when you talked to me about it, you said, "So did you guys do uh-huh. it?" Uh-huh. <laughs> you said, "Did you guys do it?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you didn't say uh huh. It, it took it took a while to get you understand me what I was going to say at that time, right? I was sweating because I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I am sweating too because I. <laughs> You're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. You're embarrassed. I that. didn't want to talk about it, but I had to. Mm-hmm. That's good. You are a great mom. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so okay, so what do you, what do you think about having sexual education? In school, because some parents might be like you, where maybe you didn't have the background where you could comfortably talk to your kids about sexual education. What do you think about introducing a curriculum that helps younger children to understand what's going on? Actually, at the very beginning, when I heard that uh-huh, will be taught in school class, I felt I felt so. Upset, I said. The kids don't think about those. Why you have to teach them? Why not wait until they are at least in middle school or in high school, especially when Ontario, you know, they said in the in grade one, grade two, they are going to teach <laughs> lessons. I feel so mad about that. Yeah. Okay, but that was before I told you that one kids are thinking about it. We're because of society, the society that we grow up in. It's very different from yours because we know about sex very, very early on through either movies or TV or access through just the internet. We know everything by our early teens, if not earlier, right? Oh, so. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, and that coupled with the fact that when they're teaching sex ed to these younger, younger kids, they're not telling them that oh, this is how you have sex because they're too young, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel knowing that the curriculum is set up in a way that's more appropriate for each age group, so they just know that you know these are the body parts? Yeah, <laughs> is that better? Do you feel more comfortable with that? You're right. It's better, You're right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you are young, you just have to know that this part, that part. Don't touch me at that part. Mm-hmm. That's enough. <laughs> That's important. That's enough, right? Mm-hmm. But when you are growing older, older like when and you're going older, through puberty, yeah, you you really need to know something about that. Mm-hmm. Then, no matter in school or in friends or with family members. Mm-hmm. We can openly talk about that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm better now, and I agree. You can't even say you can't even say the S word, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Because I better? have I have only one child, mm-hmm. and after I 
saying that once, I don't have two. <laughs> you just finished. You didn't even say it. You brought you brought me a book from the library. So okay, so that does that mean that if we could go back in time, would you want to have a sex talk with me when I was younger instead of just buying me or just bringing me a book from the library? I think I will talk about uh huh with you, but just like you said just now, we will separate them into several stages, not right to the uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's right. what Kim and I were thinking. Yeah, we think that sex ed should be proportional to what age the child is at. Right? That's right, appropriate <clears throat> age. Mm-hmm. So if you were talking to say twelve-year-old Wendy, what would you tell her? Twelve year old, I think you now know a lot. Yeah, much, much years more old, than. I think I knew everything. Like what parts go where? Maybe, I think that's what I mean. maybe have to talk about everything at that age, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And things like protection and birth control. That's right. Yeah, but I feel like at that point you didn't even really know a lot about that, right? No. Yeah. Because I think at that age, your mindset was my daughter shouldn't have sex before marriage. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's true. Right, and that's, then last that's... year, for some reason, you flipped like one hundred eighty degrees, and you were like, "You have to make sure the uh huh is good before marriage." No, it's not. It's good because <laughs> I I can see that I can do nothing. So, so I think it's it's good to end with the idea that. Knowing more is usually better than not knowing. Mm-hmm. Since you know, you should know it very clearly mm-hmm. and know how to protect yourself. I'm very happy that you know much, much more than me. Mm-hmm. That is all for our uh-huh talk. Yeah. For today. Yeah. I hope the coming generation will talk rightly, directly to what you want to talk. Not just uh huh. <laughs> communicate using the real words, everyone. All right, you communicate with real words. <laughs> I still say, uh-huh. Uh-huh. bye. Bye. <laughs> um, and today I actually have my mother here with me. Hi, Kim. <laughs> I'm not drinking tea today. Neither of us are. It's actually late in the evening. Um, so no tea. Okay. So let's start with what kind of sex talk did you receive, if any, and at what age? And you could even talk about maybe how many siblings you grew up with, maybe the decade you were born and just like maybe there. Okay. I was born in 1958. I had an older brother and a younger brother. Grew up in a loving um, family. Fairly, yeah, fairly strict. And as far as a uh, sex talk, that was really a difficult area for a parent to have any courage <laughs> to step into, it would seem. Would you say in particular that uh, day and age? I think so. Certainly that day and age. Um, it was something that you just didn't talk about. The only, I didn't have any sex talk at all. The only thing that um, the only comment I would have in memory about even my own maturing and changing, I hadn't been I hadn't been told prior to my menstruation that I would be menstruating, and uh, so I was in horror 
one evening when I was changing to get ready for bed and realized that I had blood in my panties, I actually thought I was hemorrhaging. I was scared. Had no idea that this was normal. So I went down to my mom and showed her my underwear. And she said, oh, all right. You know, I could just tell this is like the, not the conversation she really wanted to have. Inevitably, it was going to have to happen. But mm -hmm. what was she going to do about this? Um, so there was no real talk about my cycle or what this was about so much is that every woman gets it as they mature. And it was referred to as the sickness. <laughs> oh, boy. So that was my sickness. And so um, I don't remember us talking much more about it. And certainly as I, you know, would have been approaching getting married, didn't have any sex talk um, at all. Um, let me think. My mother might have a couple days before the wedding kind of approached the subject in an offhand way. <laughs> a well, little bit. mystery or just... Yes, yes. I would, I would think so. Beat around the bush. Yes. Will, and just yeah, yeah. didn't address it directly no yeah. no that's right I knew that um, sex would be happening yes it was uh, she did have a little bit of comment about that at that point but nothing too much yeah. mm -hmm. it was that all she said was pretty brave for her okay my father I don't suspect would have said anything to my brothers we were farmers and I believe the normal thinking on that in a farming community was that the boys would be out helping their dad with caring for the animals and they would see it happening it within the animals animal community so that would be their sex education the only trouble with that is that would show the actual act but it wouldn't give opportunity to discuss anything more uh, of the, the things that would be important none of the feelings right behind it consent all that yes stuff. Yeah. It would just be, okay, that that will be sort of how it's done, guys. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't any sex education in the curriculum at that time at, at school then? No sex education, um, but shortly after my menstrual moment, <laughs> my menstrual cycle began. <laughs> Your sickness. My sickness. <laughs> came. Um, in, in, in health class, shortly after that, because I remember thinking... It would have been helpful to have heard this before, <laughs> mm -hmm. but we did. They did discuss about the changes that we girls would be experiencing. And I presume the boys were given that education separately as mm -hmm. well. But uh, there was that part. There wouldn't have been anything further than just our changing body and what that would have meant. Okay, so they went over like a puberty talk, but mm -hmm. never an actual sex talk. No, that would okay. be correct. Okay. Well, my next question was, do you feel that info was sufficient? And is there info you wish you'd had that was either glossed over or never touched upon? I don't think I would have been in a position to have asked the right questions. I didn't know what to ask, really, mm -hmm. outside of the act itself. There was a lot of mystery, certainly, as to what that would be how I would that experience would go for my husband and I on our wedding night both of us came to our marriage as virgins mm -hmm. so it was uh, exploration for both of us um, I know that he probably I'm quite sure he didn't receive any sex talk but again he was a farmer he was a farm boy he would have seen firsthand what the act looked like as mm -hmm. far as animals. So I think though that he may have done some reading 
and some positive reading, but not just the act of sex so much mm -hmm. as some of the feelings and how he, as a husband, should be approaching this. So I gained that a little bit after we were married, okay. that he had done that. So that was good. It would have been of, of value to me, I think, to have had some of that as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe I should have been more proactive in and searched it out myself. I think that's hard, especially in the time period. And I think coming from conservative Christian background, you're not really encouraged to go looking for that. Um, and where do you like? Where would you start? Like nowadays, we have the internet. Um, you would have to like go looking for it through books yeah. or maybe a health practitioner. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, and you're quite right. I, I two things I wouldn't have really known where to start looking and the other thing is should I have been almost how, how much of this should I been have been exploring and how many questions should I have been asking it, mm -hmm. it had been a bit of a closed subject so that I guess I felt that it was a very quiet thing that a girl should not be asking about mm -hmm. sex in general is a very taboo subject less so nowadays I think but yeah. um, it's it's hard for people and it is and I think I think we did need to be more open about talking about it uh, my parents with me and me with my kids in in that it could be something that discussion was freer and questions could be asked for sure one other thing that uh, I will tell about before I was married <laughs> that was a bit traumatic for me in preparation as the wedding was coming closer my mom had set an appointment with our family doctor for me to go in for a checkup and just to see if everything was be ready for sex. Mm -hmm. So I was a little apprehensive of what was going to happen and it was a bit traumatizing because uh, he did a, an examination on me and uh, he determined that I probably would uh, be too small for easy sex for my husband. So he prepared to stretch me mm. over the next two appointments. It was painful and uncomfortable for me. Yeah. With, it, you know, with his hands, he was hand doing that. And I really, I felt angry inside. I never expressed this to my parents or anyone because I really didn't feel I could or should. Mm -hmm. I know my parents were probably doing it because they wanted it to be an easier act, mm -hmm. first time kind of thing. Um, but I really did find it uh, violating for mm -hmm. my physician to be doing that. And it was, like I said, uncomfortable and painful and, and made me feel like there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that wasn't great. I wouldn't it's, advise that. <laughs> and that's hard because, yeah, you're in that situation. Like, who do I talk to about it? And it's just something you feel like you have to mm -hmm. kind of power through. And it's, mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's hard. Sorry you had to go through that. At what age do you think you became curious about sex? Um, was there ever time you felt confident with the amount of knowledge you had? I don't even think. I mean, I certainly came to a point where I was interested in boys and wanted to be dating and just wanted to be you know going forward towards a, a marriage relationship mm -hmm. family but I don't know if I would have been 
comfortable with having a lot of curiosity about it, even mm-hmm. if that makes sense or not. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, that didn't seem to be what a, a good girl would do. <laughs> he wouldn't be curious about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about uh, the sex slash puberty education in schools nowadays? I am not having children in the school system at this point. Wouldn't be able to say exactly what it looks like right mm-hmm. now. I know it is changing. Do you want to, so do you want to rewind and talk about the sex education maybe you think we were getting? Sure. I know that the school was good to send home, Tyandonega Elementary School was good to send home uh, an outline of what the curriculum, sex edu- health education cur- curriculum would look like for parents whose kids were in that, that age group. And so I felt comfortable with what the, the school was doing at that point. Um, I think it was certainly educating them on the puberty, they're changing, what sex was basically about, mm-hmm. its intentions, uh, sexually transmitted diseases, and uh, how to prevent that. Um, I think for the most part, I felt comfortable, and I felt comfortable and happy knowing that they were including us in knowing that that wasn't something I was ignorant of. And so today, I know that it's probably become quite a bit more specific. And also, I, I still carry the thought that abstinence until marriage is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And the sex education wouldn't support that as much as I would like. Other than that, mm-hmm. um, that's how, how, where I'm at with uh, that today, being as I'm not really sure exactly what that looks like at this point in the schools. With wanting um, abstinence to maybe be leaned heavier upon in uh, sex education, um, does that mean not talking about sex and protected sex or just sex before marriage in general do you do you would you have preferred our public um high school to veer the way of catholic schools in where they almost exclusively talked about abstinence and do you think that's helpful i think i do um i i appreciate that position, the position of the Catholic Church in that. Because as I said, I, I really strongly believe because of, of my faith and my, of living on this planet and in, in seeing things as they are happening on, in this world, I, I really do think that it could be very helpful for there to be more about abstinence and mm-hmm. I know education of the other uh, means of preventing sexually transmitted diseases in pregnancy that's I do see that that is is good education for um, a person to have but I do like the idea of the abstinence being the primary way of approaching your sexuality mm-hmm. um, I was told in I think grade 11 when I was peer tutoring a um, gym class. So I was in on the uh, health sex education week in grade nine. Um, And one of the teachers actually said, statistically, 
people in Catholic schools where they just teach um, abstinence as like the only form of sex education, they tend to have higher pregnancy rates. Hmm. I don't know, is it, does it hurt just, that's my thing. Like while you would like if people actually maybe waited till marriage, but it also shows that when you just teach abstinence, people don't. So does leaning heavily on a sex or an abstinence viewpoint end up being maybe a little bit harmful to people who have unwanted pregnancies get STIs? I can, I can appreciate that thinking. What's your, uh, your conclusion on that? So I came, it would look like that. Um, I think anytime you tell someone that they shouldn't do something, <laughs> human nature is, they're more likely to want to do it. So you're going to have that. And if you haven't prepared them with more education on how not to, <laughs> and then and the repercussions and the, the outcomes of their acts, then I, I guess you could have, it would seem the statistics could support that there would be mm -hmm. more pregnancies happen because of that. I think it's part of human nature. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember having a sex slash puberty talk with me? I don't, Kim. I don't at all. Um, did you with any of your children? I did. I specifically remember having with our oldest daughter. I think it traumatized her. <laughs> Well, how did you go, like, how did you start the conversation? I don't know exactly. With, well, thinking about that question, actually, I have another one. Um, what kind of emotions do you remember having or even still do when you talk to your kids about sex? Well, I hadn't probably equipped myself well enough with how to answer those questions and how to approach that subject with my mm -hmm. kids. I wish I had if I think that would have helped me be more prepared. Yes, I, uh, I remember being very nervous and uncertain of how to exactly proceed. We talked about the actual physical act of it and Wendy thought that that was quite gross. <laughs> okay. What age do you remember? I don't remember how old she was. Just generally ballpark? Uh, I don't know. Would she been grade seven? I don't know. Okay. Maybe check with her. I don't remember. And I think that that kind of made me feel, I don't think I've done this very well and maybe not feel like I was in a position to do it very well for the rest of them. Although Erin said I had the talk with her and she's our second oldest, I think. And I don't remember the specifics of that. Okay. But I think I then shied away and, uh, it, and I hoped that their oldest, their older sisters <laughs> would, would answer any curious questions they had. I remember our son asking me some questions a bit when I was tucking him into bed at night, and he was like grade five, six, I think. And so um, I just said to him, um, I, think I'll, I think I'll speak to your dad about talking to you about those things, okay? Because <laughs> I just thought that it would be better to come from his father, being as he was a, a boy. And I think um, that was even scarier for his dad than the whole sex talk had been for me, I think, because I don't think that ever happened. I mentioned it to dad, his dad. And uh, I said, I think your son's ready to have that talk. And like I said, I think it was scary. I don't think he'd ever received the talk and I'm, I can, shouldn't be speaking for him necessarily, but mm -hmm. I know the sex talk never happened. 
And so I think that Lynn actually went to one of his sisters for the talk. <laughs> I, I, I found out much later. So I think I abdicated mm-hmm. on that for you, Kim. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, since you abdicated, when did you realize that I had some semblance of sex slash puberty talk? And uh, were you confident I was finding my info on my own from other sources? I don't remember, actually, a, a point at which I thought, oh, she's getting her questions answered. I don't. <laughs> Do Does, you, Kim? <laughs> well, I got my information. I did. Yes. If you weren't sure where I was getting my sex information from, were you never worried that I would be in a situation where I didn't know what I was doing, what was happening? I think one thing that always encouraged you gals, I believe, you'll have to see if it was true for you, Kim, is the to not put yourself in a a position where you were not sure of being safe Mm -hmm. and to not be alone in a compromising situation Mm -hmm. with someone, to have those type of um, safeguards in place. I think that we had had that kind of talk. Okay. I I think I hoped that your youth group was a, a positive place where this could be happening where, um, because often a, I, I felt often youth group leaders would take opportunities to have some talks about some of those life issues at times and from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that your uh, participation in youth would, mm-hmm. uh, would answer some of those questions because where I wish I really would have been sure is to be sure that you had that type of perspective on that it is a gift from God that mm-hmm. he made for us and that he wants it to be valued as very precious and not to be taken lightly and that someone is shouldn't take it lightly of another person and 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 ask for it or demand it or force it mm-hmm. and that it's something that is best saved for that one person that you're going to spend your life with that's uh, with God's ultimate plan for us because he believed, I believe he, his purpose is that that would be the best for us. Um, I wish I would have uh, explored more of that. I guess that's where I felt that the, the youth group of our church would bring that perspective into it and that your, your health education in school would give you answer some of those other questions. Do you think you're still hesitant to talk to me about sex because I'm not married? Or if I actually, because hmm. I can't imagine you talk with the oldest one that's married about sex. Because that, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because you're maybe not comfortable talking when we're younger because it could be traumatizing. You're you can correct me if I'm wrong in this assumption. You're afraid that if you maybe talk openly about sex, we might have it before we're married. Is there some fear hmm. in that? I wonder, maybe. Because I'm wondering, because with sex being hmm. a very taboo topic, even just among, like, um, religious families, mm-hmm. is there a fear that if it's being taught in school, or if you're talking about it so openly, that we're more likely to not think much of it and do it? Maybe. Yeah, you could be right. Um, so as far as us talking about it now? Like, as far as in what ways? At this point, though, because I have done so much learning by myself I probably wouldn't even 
bring it up to you. But if at one point I wanted to just be talking to it, talking to you about it openly, would you not really want to hear it? Because I'm not married? That kind of thing. Quite possibly. Because as I've said, I believe that sex should be safe for marriage. So for me to hear that you are having sex, it wouldn't be something I'd feel comfortable talking to you about. Mm -hmm. Because what would I say? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, but if I was coming at it at a different... So if I came at it at a different angle and was like wanting to just get your thoughts on sex and maybe if I, if I chose to not have sex till after marriage, if I would want to be like, hey mom, can you help me prepare for how this is going to feel? Would you feel okay with talking about it in that? I think in that context, yes. Okay. Okay, that is all for our talk with my mother about our first sex talk slash puberty talks. Um, thank you for listening, and I want to say thank you to my wonderful mother for joining me. You're welcome, Kim. Okay. Thank you for asking me. We'll uh, <laughs> see you soon. Bye.